As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. Then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me, he's known as the Irreplaceable. Uh, yeah, hell, how's it going, Steven? Uh, oh man, it's uh, it's just been absolute chaos uh, this weekend. I don't know, cats and dogs living together, ketchup and mustard in the same bottle. I, it's, it's, it's been nuts. Uh, how about yourself? Oh, it's it, it was great. Uh, week, as you know, <laughs> no, it's been but uh no no that th- things are good i, I watched uh, california dreams today actually mm-hmm. uh while well, the thing we're covering i watched it while running on the treadmill and uh i i i don't know uh, i'm not saying that this is anything to do with whether i'm going to end up recommending it or not mm-hmm. but maybe not the best thing to watch on a treadmill uh just because in, in public because like it'll randomly like in that intro just have like I'm sure they're they're like in their 20s, but, you know, they're made to look like they're like teenagers in like bikinis and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to uh, to comment about that. But um, but no, no, the uh, the aforementioned chaos um, was all about, um, I don't know, trying to figure out what to do uh, for this episode because uh, you were, you know, you had a bit of a family emergency uh last week and you know you said you weren't going to be available so i was uh scrambling and uh like the first uh there's these uh guys who've been contacting me on twitter who've uh you know they wanted to i don't know do the old show exchange or whatever they wanted to come on to ours and we were going to go on to theirs or something like that so i was like hey uh co-host is uh kind of busy you want to fill in for him unfortunately i guess it was too last minute they couldn't do it so uh, I was going to have my friend uh, Tim um, of uh, Tim's Toy Box fame on, um, on YouTube, whose uh, videos I edit. Uh, he was going to sit in for you, and he was going to come over, and we were going to record uh, IRL. And, um, and he did come over, and, but before he came over, he was like, bought a frozen pizza. I'm like, why don't we just go out to lunch afterwards? He's like, nope, too late. I already bought it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and like, I had assumed that he like bought himself like a, you know, personal like Totino's or something like that. Like I go over to my like apartment, uh, you know, main door to like let him in. I see him step out of his car. He's got a full DiGiorno, like uh, he's like holding it like this, like a piece of delivery man almost. And uh, I'm like, uh, our oven's broken. But uh, but you can cook it in the air fryer. You know, you just have to cut it in half. Uh, but, oh, wait, aside from a full DiGiorno, he also had additional, like, spaghetti sauce. Or not spaghetti sauce, but, like, you know, tomato sauce. 
extra cheese. He had like a full, he was basically making an entire pizza as he was Jesus, walking from, man. yeah. And so when I told him we didn't have the oven, he was like, oh man, that, that sucks. I'm like, I'm like, it's no big deal. You just cut it in half and, uh, you know, you cook it that way. He's like, nah, I got to cook it the way I want to cook it. Uh, the way I usually do. Like, I can't wait. And I'm like, uh, okay. Um, did you, uh, I mean, but I mean, he had an audition later on, like near my place. So the idea was for him to record and then he would be going to his, um, his audition. But, uh, he's like, well, I, I gotta be able to cook my pizza the way I want to. So rather than cook it, you know, in my air fryer, he went <laughs> so home, ridiculous. he went home and then thus we recorded nothing. And so that brings us to today. Uh, I don't know if, you know, I don't even know if it's even worth mentioning, but yeah, this episode will go up one day late. I doubt anyone was like sitting there, like beating on their computer keyboard going, where's the latest obscurity now? Uh, I mean, just me, just me. <laughs> no, I heard that Br- Brentley Gore was really looking forward to, uh, <laughs> who was <who is> that? <laughs> It's the lead guy from California. That's Dream. his real name. Well, you know, you handle the Brentley kid. Gore. I mean, he's just Matt. Um, what's their last name? I watched it at like the beginning of the week. I forgot everything already. Uh, hold on, Matt. Right, Striker. <laughs> no, it's um, his character name is Matt. Matt. Um, Garrison. Matt Garrison. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, I mean, he's the only Matt on the show. I don't... <laughs> right. Well, I just forgot their last name. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's like the go nowhere backstory of um, of this episode. But um, but hey, here you are. Glad to have you back. Why don't we go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into California Dreams? What do you say? Sounds like something to do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty. Um, the aforementioned uh, California Dreams. So uh, let's. D- did you watch this back in the day? Back in 1992 to 1997 when it ran? <laughs> I've seen this episode before. Oh, I'm sure I have uh, too. Mm hmm. I mean, I definitely never watched it regularly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say like, you know, like if Saved by the Bell came on or whatever while I was flipping the channels, there's a pretty good chance I would stop on there mm-hmm. and watch the episode, even if you've seen it a bunch of times. Like sure. there's just something about it. California Dreams, I, I never had that with where it's like, oh, it's on. Let me. It, it was usually like I was watching something before it and then it came on and, you know, maybe I watched it because I had nothing else to do. But no, I, I never watched this regularly. Uh, what about you? I would say, and eh, maybe I watched it slightly along the same lines, maybe a little more. But yeah, I, I feel like this was the show that came on either after Saved by the Bell or in between. And uh, yeah, like, like this was used, this used to run like on TBS or cable, and mm-hmm. I think they grouped it with Saved by the Bell, like some kind of block or something. Absolutely. I mean, and it's definitely uh, similar vibes, uh, if you will. Um, but uh, I mean, obviously, it never reached the. Uh, the level of uh, pop culture success that Saved by the Bell did, because yeah, I mean it was it came after and it was so similar, but eh, that's uh, to chat about uh, later. Um, let's see, for those of you who um, aren't uh, familiar, 
Uh, basically, the California Dreams is, is it's almost exactly like Saved by the Bell, would you say? I mean, it takes place in California. Uh, it's almost like, what if they gave the Zack Attack its own show, right? Uh, man, I, I don't know if I, I actually kind of disagree. I would have agreed before watching this, but I was like, wow, this is not as close to Saved by the Bell as I thought it was, unless there's other episodes. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing, and, and we're going to get to it. I, I guess we should just you know, mention it right now. All right, so, yeah, we watched this one, and, and it plays more like a, a, like a, almost like a family sitcom, right? Uh, right, right, and I was which I found so weird, but this is the first episode, presumably the pilot. It, it, uh, for those that want to watch it, it's called The First Gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent quality you search for California Dreams Season 1, Episode yep, 1. Yep, thank you for uh, mentioning that. Uh, and uh, yeah, basically, this episode uh, came out, and the fans and the people at NBC who uh, you know produced this show, basically, they're like, we don't care about the family. We only care about the band. So they immediately started with the cuts, um, like over the, uh, the season, basically, I think the sister goes away and like the mom and dad too. And the only one that's left is, um, why <laughs> get her Matt, Matt Garrison. I think he's the only one left. And then I remember they, they, uh, like later on a few episodes later, they get the, um, the guy who basically takes over uh, as lead singing duties, he's like the bad boy guy. You remember him? He wore a leather jacket and had, you know, no. and then they also add the Asian girl as well. Wow. And the show only has 78 episodes, so I'm kind of surprised all this happened in a way. But Yeah, well, right. I mean, I guess they they just started retooling like right out the gate. Like no one cared about the Garrison family uh, household. They only wanted to know about the band. I mean, I don't know about you, but... I, do, do they keep the parents the whole No, they, they drop or? off uh, also. I don't think, like after the first season, the only Garrison that's left is uh, is Matt. Well, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, and I... And I forgot to check to see if he actually sang the song, mm. but I did see that that Matt Garrison actor is, uh, what's his name again? Brent like, Gore. 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 Brentley Gore. <laughs> <laughs> he is a real musician, mm. um, and he's put out some albums. And coincidentally, I came across a video of him singing uh, acoustically the the California Dreams theme song from a, just a couple of years ago, actually. But, uh, you know, his voice is different because he was like 18 when he saw the show. So it's hard to tell. Oh, so, I mean, oh, wait, wait. Insane. He's like, California Dreams. Is that what he sounds like? No, no. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it might, like he might have sang it. But again, it's just hard to tell because over 18 years, you know, the voice just isn't the same. Yeah, no, that's that's what he sounds like now. He sounds like uh, he's been having a half a pack. <laughs> sounds like a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> singing in uh, the key of C. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because the dreams have died. Uh, all right, so let's uh, jump into the IMDb here. Uh, yep, California Dreams Season 1, Episode 1, uh, the first gig, but uh, California Dreams itself ran from 1992 to 1997. Five seasons, 78 episodes, uh, and uh, this episode premiered September 12th, 1992, and here's a synopsis. The California Dreams are hired to play their first gig, but when Richard books a family trip to the Grand Canyon, that's the dad, on the same night as the gig, Matt and Jenny must choose between fulfilling their dream or disappointing their father. (laughs) Just so Mm -hmm. stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, this is directed by Don Bon. <laughs> this is directed by Don Barnhart. Why is that hard? To- Barnhart. Barnhart. There you go. And uh, he is a big time TV guy. Directed uh, Full House episodes, eighty one episodes of Saved by the Bell, ninety one episodes of Saved by the Bell: The New Class, and thirty eight episodes of this show, California Dreams. And uh, the writers here are also the creators, uh, Brent Dewey and Ronald B. Solomon. And they also uh, wrote for Saved by the Bell, The College Years, The Regular Saved by the Bell, New Class. And they also have a few other shows called City Guys and Malibu CA. Have you ever heard of those shows, Benny Chance? No. So th- th- these guys were really obsessed with the whole California thing, which... Well, it was kind of like a thing in the 90s, too. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, I, I feel like, uh, as we're going to see, I feel like California Dreams laid into it even more than Say by the Bell did. Um, but uh, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, in, in case, you know, it's not blaringly obvious, this is a Peter Engel Productions, which also did Say by the Bell. So... There you go. That's why they're all so similar. But didn't Peter Engel create Saved by the Bell? Oh uh, yeah, I believe he did. Um, so he's just—he's only producing this, right? One. Like so, basically. Oh, I wonder if they came to him. If they were like, "Hey, you seem to have a knack for uh, this kind of stuff." <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a. Uh... No, that's it. That, that's my only yeah. thought about it. Steve. I'm. Sh- In fact, uh, I gotta. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you hell just quit. No. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, those writers, like after they proved to, to Peter that they were up to snuff in the teen sitcom genre, they were like, uh, Hey Peter, we got an idea. It's almost exactly like yours, but slightly different. He's like, great, print it, make it. And thus that's how, uh, California dreams came to be. At least that's how I imagined it. But, um, Peter Eagle productions, aside from all the saved by the bell stuff, they also, uh, produced, I think it's like a, I don't know, direct to pay-per-view sh- like special or something called Naked But Funny. Did you happen to uh, catch Naked But Funny? No. I- I'm-, I'm sorry. This is like a California Dreams related no, thing? No, only because Peter Engel Productions. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and-, and basically the uh, synopsis for it on IMDb is um, pranks revolving around people being naked. Uh, so, uh, oh, I have heard of this. <laughs> so pervs of the internet, you know what to do. <laughs> I, I have heard of this All right, actually. So, I, I don't think I ever watched any of it. But... Well, surprise. It's next week's episode. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, going to do it for me. Um, aside from Brentley Gore, who else acted in this show? All right. Well, um, uh, as I might as well already go over Brentley Gore here. He had all of five other credits to his name, so six in total. Uh, he has not act- a lot of space and time between these uh, acting gigs mm-hmm. too. Like um, nothing you've ever heard of. Nothing that sounds uh, interesting. Shrek Thriller Night. Okay, man, I'm not even familiar with that one, man. Now that's truly obscure. It's it's a short, uh, um, six minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to maybe have been actually licensed. <laughs> okay. 
I, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell from the, the still images, but it looks like, you know, the same animation quality. So anyway, um, he hasn't acted since 2016. Mm. Uh, like I said, he still looks like he's active uh, with music. Mm. Um, we've got uh, Kelly Packard, mm. uh, who plays Tiffany Smith. Uh, I think Kelly Packard's probably best known from Baywatch. Oh, okay. Uh, like, I, I at least I, I think that's what she's most known for. She did like 50 episodes of that. Uh, she also did, I guess she was like, a, said she was a field correspondent for Ripley's Believe It or Not for 35 episodes. <laughs> well, good for her. <laughs> I don't I mean, I watched a few of those. I, I, I don't know. I guess I never Was uh, it the uh, Dean Kane era of Ripley's Believe It or Not? Uh, probably because it's between 2002, right? Mm. Something like that. So. Did you try to watch? Yeah, I would assume this is so. a tangent, but did you try to watch Ripley's Believe It or Not when Bruce Campbell hosted it? I don't think so. I did. I don't think I ever even knew that was a yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, I'm sure. I'm sure you watched yeah, it. Yeah, but even with him hosting it, it's still. I don't know. I just just don't care. I just don't care. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Williams. Uh, James Jones plays Tony Wick. He likes to be called WJJ. Um, oh, I, I see. Um, he. Uh, really doesn't have a lot of other stuff to his name. A few of these people were in The Pretender, like in random one-off episodes. Mm, nice. Um, he was in USA High for uh, 21 episodes, and I do like the name of his character from USA High, Dwayne Wilson, but, well, excuse me, Dwayne Excess Wilson. So, like, his nickname was Excess. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Feels like that should be, like, a heel wrestler Yeah, or right. <laughs> Um, then we've got Michael Cade playing Sylvester, a.k.a. Sly Winkle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lost some clues on his page here. Um, he has, uh, it looks like he's still acting mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, his last gig was in 2020, but he's got 25 credits to his name. I mean, this is stuff, though, that for the most part, you know, I mean, nothing I really recognize except for Totally Blonde, which I think was some kind of, Michael Buble ripoff Legally Blonde. <laughs> um, Wait, Michael Buble acts? Well, I think this was supposed to be like the vehicle because it's starring Michael Buble, Krista Allen, Maeve Quillen, Brody Hudson. You know, just a bunch of people you've never mm. heard of. A bunch um, of Canadians. And it came, around, out, came out around the same time mm-hmm. as Legally Blonde. So, um, Then we've got Michael Cutt who plays Richard Garrison, the father uh, he's got um, a bunch of acting credits. Well, compared to everybody else, mm-hmm. um, I did see that he was on Seventh Heaven uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of that, you know, California Dreams is like his, I think, big claim to fame here. Uh, we've got Gail Ramsey who plays Melody uh, Garrison. The mom. I think that was the wife. Yeah. Uh, she was in some show called Generations. You ever heard of this? Uh, the only generations I know is Star Trek generations. Ugh. Not that one, unfortunately. <laughs> but she was also in General Hospital. But yeah, she was on 99 episodes of something called Generations that ran from 89 to 1990. Mm. Uh, must have been a soap opera because it had 470 <laughs> episodes. Wow, it ran for literal <laughs> generations. <laughs> like two years. Yeah. <laughs> like a year and a half. Um, we're almost done here, thank God. Uh, we got Ryan O'Neill as Dennis Garrison, who plays the little brother of the Garrison family, and boy, that kid is a Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. The like the atypical like sitcom little, you know, everything he says is so in your face and with tood. Yeah, yeah. Um nothing really of note on his. Uh oh, I forgot to mention that uh oh wait, I don't think I've gone yeah, I did. I went over Heidi Lenhart already, I think, mm-hmm. plays Jenny Garrison. Mm-hmm. Uh oh wait, no, I didn't. No, you yeah. Okay, so I think the reason why I left her off is because she was on an episode of Silk Stockings, uh, senior. <laughs> Thank you just, for just differentiating. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I just wanted to uh, be clear. She was also um, on a, looks like, is this one episode of The Pretender? But she played two characters also, so wow, I'm not really sure. Wow, showing that range, Heidi. Um, Good job. Yeah, maybe she, she might... Don't they introduce like other pretenders at some point? Yeah, that's that's what you said. Yeah, I didn't watch that far. Yeah, maybe maybe she was one of those other pretenders. Mm. And the last person we've got is Brittany Powell, who plays Randy Joe. She's actually uh, a guest star in this episode, mm. but she's got sixty-one credits under her name. Um, a bunch of stuff again. You've never heard of it. You don't care about it. Oh wait, wait, she was in General Hospital also. Oh, I thought minutes. you were going to say Silk Stockings again. No, no, no. And another man, she she hit up all the California shows. She was on Pacific Palisades, mm-hmm. uh, Beverly Hills, 90210. Um, that's it. That, that's, oh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah. Saved by the Bell, the college years. Mm-hmm. 2000 Malibu Road. <laughs> I'm not familiar so, with that one, but okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just reading all the California right. her credits. But that is uh, the cast. All right, so we'll just uh, dive right in here. Um, the theme begins, and man, I don't know about you, but I don't remember it being so lame. I mean, of course, when it hit, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the theme. I think I was expecting something along the lines of the Say by the Bell theme, you know, something upbeat to get you pumped. Not not something your your mother would throw on in 1992 yeah, this was like, to relax after a long day at yeah, work. Yeah, this was like Sting when he left the police and was doing like adult contemporary. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it feels like this. Uh, like when the song ends, someone's like a you're gonna hear a radio host chime in with Michael Bolton's up next after these. Yeah. Messages, you know? Oh man, I'm like kids aren't gonna like this, but I, like it's weird. I, at least after watching the episode, I was like, uh, maybe it's just. It's weird. No, that doesn't make sense either because the theme is laid back, but the show is like not. It's like, you know, it's your basic sort of Saved by the Bell vibe. And what kids, I mean, you want kids to be like into the theme and the music that the California Dreams right, are playing. Right. So, yeah, why are they right. playing? They're, the, the California Dreams are not as good as the Zach. No, <laughs> you get that right. And they never will be with that attitude. All right, so uh, so yeah, basically the theme begins, and it's basically like a, a very typical of the time '90s style music video of um, like all the girls are in bikini tops and like I don't know the dudes. I don't really remember what they're wearing, but they're all looking and singing to the camera. There's a lot of jumping. <laughs> like, did you remember that? Like, there's they're mm-hmm. just always in the air for some reason, and um, yeah, it's it's not very. Not very 90s at all. Not extreme. Not in your face the way it should have been. Uh, but yeah, instead, you get your uh, Michael Bolton style <laughs> opening here. Um, yeah, I'm not ever going to go back to listen to this again. But even if you... Oh, well, we got to hear the song twice. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you don't like it, too bad, because you're going to hear it again at the end of this episode. So uh, 
Yeah, that felt like a real cheap way to like fill in time. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, okay, so now uh, we are inside the Garrison kitchen. Mom and Dad sit at the table. Ginny Garrison walks in, and her mom greets her, and she sits at the table. We find out that Dad is a college teacher. Leah, basically. There's just a lot of extraneous dialogue saying who does what here because they're, you know, nobody knows these characters because this is the first episode ever. So you're finding out who does what. Um, right. And uh, Jenny's younger bro walks in and he takes the comics from dad. Like this sort of little joke here is dad's trying to read the paper, but people come in and they take a, you know, a paper here, a section there. Ha ha. And it's funny because dad can't read mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, so little uh, little Ryan O'Neill, what was his name again? Dennis, Dennis Garrison Dennis, takes Dennis, the comics yeah. from Dad, and Dad says that's okay because I have the classifieds, and now I can look for discount tickets to our trip to the Grand Canyon. Um, <laughs> which uh, I mean, they again they're trying to tell you like what's happening here, and yeah, for some reason the the dad here just has a a grand boner for the Grand Canyon. I guess he's always wanted to go, and for whatever reason, the time just wasn't right. Um, yeah, it's it's real weird. Like uh, the dad is like acting like the way the entire family actually talks about going to the Grand Canyon. They talk about it like they're like it's going to Hawaii or Italy, mm-hmm. something that's just like, oh, how are we? ever going to achieve this because it's the dad's dream right right the, like, the grand canyon is not going anywhere uh and you can drive to the grand canyon pretty much anytime you want and it doesn't even cost any money to go <laughs> for the most or when you get there right, it right. It's i've like, been to the grand Steve, canyon I, I looked it up it's a nine and a half hour drive from california <laughs> to the grand canyon <laughs> You don't even have to get these plane tickets. He got. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know what uh, what our writers here were thinking. They didn't think too hard. That's okay. I mean, it's not like this is the most cerebral show ever. But anyway, so uh, uh, Matt enters. Matt Garrison, the oldest, and uh, he says, "Don't mock Dad in his dream to go to the Grand Canyon." And then he too uh, takes. For some reason, he takes the classifieds from his dad as well to continue. This utterly lame gag. Anyway, Matt tells Jenny that they need to get the band together to practice so they can get a real gig. And then um, Sly enters wearing a vest made from a cow. Do you do you remember this vest? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how you described it. You know, he's just got like, uh, it looked like there was a little bit of like faux cow or something on there. Real I don't weird. remember that being a, uh, a popular trend in the 90s, but but there you go. <laughs> but my favorite part here with uh, Sly here, he's like, how would you describe Sly? Uh, he's not he's not a screech. I, I felt like he was supposed to be like the Zach Morris. Yeah, in a uh, way, character. more of a... He's a schemer sort. Yeah, yeah, just, just like Zach, but not the main character. Sort of like main character adjacent <laughs> um yeah I, I i i i could see that um but yeah just kind of i i, I don't know odd the beginning because like, like you mentioned earlier the 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 first little bit with at, around the uh the kitchen table mm-hmm. it's very like sitcomish mm-hmm. where if there's no laugh track you don't even know these are supposed to be jokes kind of a right. thing 
Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the first half of this episode is very sitcom-y. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the second half turns into a Saved by the Bell light. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess at this point, because we've watched other sitcoms, like, from around this uh, era, and there's always, like, a next-door neighbor who always pops up, and that's kind of, like, what Sly feels like here. I don't know if he says that he even lives near them or not, but... That's what he feels like to me. And, of course, he's always... Yeah, but this is a common trope, too, in the 90s. The uninvited, uh, kind of sleazy teenage neighbor. Sure. Oh, and I'm glad you said the word sleazy. Because Sly here, he goes right ahead and uh, hits on Jenny right in front of mom and dad. And uh, they're just... Yeah, and they don't even react. They're perfectly okay with it. Because, you know, it was the 90s and boys will be boys. <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that, of course, but I'm just like, why? I mean, I guess it's just supposed to be harmless or whatever. Um, so, so I guess, yeah, as Yael said, parents didn't care. They're perfectly okay with it. In fact, I think I saw mom and dad ex- exchange glances like, eh, maybe Jenny's going to get some. Uh, you know, I might have right? made that up, but, uh, you know, watch the episode and see for yourself, listeners. Okay, so Sly tells Matt they need to go to Sharky's because the early bird gets the babes. I remember before we used to go to Peabody's every night, you know, to hand out uh, uh, music to everyone. You used to say that as well. You used to go, Steve, bro, we got to go to Peabody's because the early bird gets the babes. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah, all right, let's go there at 9 a.m. Because I... (laughs) just like eating breakfast yeah but, right <laughs> but but i mean i i guess this is like um on the beach and people are out there early to like surf and that kind of stuff so i it did kind of make sense but if you don't know mm-hmm. that they're going to like a place on the beach um like or is it like a restaurant I, slash bar i've I guess? got it as a, a diner i mean it's basically the max but it's on the beach <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I've got it in my notes as Not the Max. Right, yeah. We've got to get to Not the Max because the early bird gets the babes. Uh, <laughs> so we cut to Sharkies, and yeah, um, I think we already talked about it enough. It's basically the Max, but with more bikini-clad girls. Uh, so Matt and Sly enter. Sly tells Matt his band is lacking a manager, and he wants to do it. But Matt is reluctant because, you know, uh, Sly is just such a schemy, sleazy guy. He's going to take them for everything that they're worth, I guess. I mean, why? He hasn't even gotten a chance to prove that he wasn't good. But I think they, he said, he gave him some sort of example on why he didn't think he would be a good manager or whatever. But isn't, don't you want like a, a sleazy guy to be your manager? That way you can get the big gigs, right? Right, right. That's you would think, right? If Estancia would have had Sly as a manager, we'd we'd be uh, rock stars by now. You hell, maybe. Oh, we made we missed out on on finding our Sly. Yes, right. Uh, so um, so yeah. Uh, they sit down at a table, and oh, this um cracked me up because Sly sits Slater style at the head of the table. Did you notice that? What's that? That Sly sat. Uh, you cut out. He Sly, Sly sat Slater style in the chair. You know, he turned the chair backwards and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he he's such a cool bad right, boy. Right, right. This is Peter Engel, and that's how there's always got to be at least one person sitting at a diner table like that. 
course, of course. <laughs> so uh, Tony Wicks, a fellow band member, approaches and gives Sly a cool handshake. Because, of course, again, this is the 90s. Uh, he hits on a passing girl. Uh, do you have the um, his um, his lame pickup line written down? Because I do. Uh, was oh my god, yes, I I I, I remember. I didn't have to write it down. He's like, oh, uh, have you been arrested lately or something like that? Because your looks are killing. Close, you- close, close. I'm gonna have to place you under citizen's arrest because your looks are killer. And the best part is that. <laughs> She was completely okay with it. She was just like, oh, oh you. <laughs> like, and, and then as she walks away, he's like, I love being me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Every, <laughs> he's like, I love harassing Everyone women. here is a sexual predator, and I love it. No, <laughs> not really. But uh, anyway, so uh, Tony tells Sly he doesn't want him as a manager either. It's like, man, just, just nobody wants this sleazy Sly. Uh, Tiffany enters carrying a surfboard. She's wearing like your sort of typical body glove, like bodysuit or yeah. whatever. Um, she joins the rest. And uh, we then learn that uh, Matt um, pines for a, a rich girl by the name of Randy Joe. But uh, for whatever reason, he's scared to ask her out. Uh, I mean, you're the lead singer and guitarist of the California Dreams, baby. Like, Where's the confidence here? Yeah, oh, this this was so lame. Oh, sure. Like this whole like, you know, comedy uh, sequence here with like him, go, uh, 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 you know, and cracking his voice when she comes over to talk to him. Yeah, and, uh, especially since I mean, clearly, um, Chris Gore here has got to be in his twenties. <laughs> it's just. Uh, so I, I did the math. He would have been eighteen. Okay, all uh, right. Nineteen at the at the oldest when the show. Uh, gotcha. Aired. So uh, the manager of Sharky's uh, tells uh, Wicks he needs to get back to work. Um, Randy Joe approaches Matt, and then, yeah, as Yehel said, his voice cracks, and uh, she asks if she can come by and listen to the band play, and, of course, he says yes. Um, So uh, I don't think there's anything else important about that scene, right? No, 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 not not, not at all. I, I, I will say at this point... The comedy felt very like Big Bang Theory esque as far as quality level. Mm. Uh, I mean, at least the unfortunate thing about the Big Big Bang Theory is that I think they think that they're smart by making them all nerds. At least there's no pretension here. They know this is like a lame, you know, '90s Saved by the Bell knockoff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least I hope they do. Uh, so we are now in the Garrison basement. Uh, the band is there. Uh, Randy Joe shows up. Sly says they are taking applications for groupies. Whoa, man. It just gets sleazier and sleazier with the California dreams here. <laughs> and the poor girl is just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, she doesn't know. Uh, the. It's the implication here, you hell. <laughs> uh, so they play a song about surfing. Uh, but it doesn't, it seem doesn't feel like a full song. It's, it feels like a couple of bars or something. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, Randy is, uh, she's sold and asks if they can play her sweet 16 party. And I'm like, <laughs> what? 16? Randy? You? Like, man. <laughs> <laughs> she's like the oldest looking out of all the, uh, the kids. 
I think. She must have developed early, <laughs> is all I have to say about yeah. that. Um, and, uh, and Sly, he sees his opportunity and pounces. No, not on Randy Joe, but the, <laughs> but the opportunity to become the manager, he says, no, the California dreams won't play for anything less than 250. And since, uh, Randy Joe is a rich girl, she says, no problem. Uh, <laughs> anything else to add there? No, no. Uh, you know, adjusted for inflation, uh, that's a, we're pretty close to 500 bucks, you know? So, yeah, you know, not, not bad for your first game. Oh no. I mean, I did. I feel like we never took home $250, uh, for any of our gigs that we played. Our first gig, actually, we took 400. Was it, was our first gig at the brass mug? Yeah. Wow. I, I guess a lot of people showed up for that one. <laughs> uh, and then we all, uh, and then that money went back into the band and we never saw any of it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. cut to the garrison kitchen. Matt and Jenny approach mom and tell her about the gig. Then dad enters and they are about to tell him about the gig as well. But he beats them to the punch to tell them that he booked tickets to the Grand Canyon. And I just want you to know, this is the last show ever for the Grand Canyon. They are, he's retiring after this, and they're never going to get a chance to go. Um, he, That's right. He says they fly out Friday afternoon. Um, so, I mean, the garrisons must have mad cash because, you know, if you don't book a flight far enough in advance or no actually it's just a, a ride a, it's just a flight to the grand canyon so it must like cost nothing basically because it's not that far yeah, away. yeah i mean it, it, this is like a 90 minute flight <clears throat> so uh and it's the same day as their gig and um now they are back in the garage matt and jenny break the bad news to the rest of the band like and they are like rightfully angry i just couldn't imagine like if one of us showed up uh, to uh, to practice, and we're like, guys, we can't play the brass mug because uh, because my dad booked tickets to I don't know some lame place. Uh, I just it's just so ridiculous, right? Really far fetched. Yeah, yeah, it's like he but he got tickets to the uh, Coca Cola Museum in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like an eight hour drive. Even from worse, Florida. it's like guys, my ga- dad got tickets to Bush Gardens on the same day as our oh. gig. So uh, yeah, there you go. Can't there make you it go. happen. And the thing I also find funny about this is like I can't tell you how many times like I got tickets to see a band that I really wanted to see. Actually, it only happened like two or three times. There was a time I was supposed to see primus but then the band i was in at the time not us a different band booked a gig on the same time and like there wasn't even a question i wasn't gonna be like well can we reschedule it's just up goodbye tickets to primus time to go play the new world brewery or something to six people (laughs) Uh, but uh anyway that's life as a musician i suppose in the real world uh so yeah um they assume that their dad will get angry which i mean from seeing how the dad acted at like in the first scene how he's all just you know goofy sitcom dad did you could you see that guy flying off the handle yeah especially i mean he you know he was just letting like the whole family run over him like you know taking the newspaper right from his hand as he's reading it right 
Uh, right, right. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. He seems like quite the doormat. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, man, Jenny could just be like, "Screw you, Dad." Not only are we going to play the gig, we're going to do a whole bunch of drugs afterwards too. And he'd be like, "All right." Just... <laughs> but you know, they, we do find out though that the the kids really do like their dad. I guess he's like a really good dad. So it's probably more that they just don't want to disappoint sure. him than anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh... Or you know, maybe one time he really beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's had them in fear ever since. Matt, Jenny, close the door. <laughs> like, and he just—it's time for your California nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. All right. So basically, this whole scene here—the—the the resolution here is: oh, we're gonna ask mom to tell him. So they cut to the kitchen, and she's already in mid-sentence. Absolutely not. Um, and, uh, and when you tell him, make sure he's not near anything breakable. <laughs> so you're right. He is, apparently Matt and Jenny's dad is a violent guy. It's uh, I guess he's a very sort of Jekyll and Hyde kind of uh, character here because yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, when you <laughs> he's, like, make sure nothing breakable, like your face is around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring any of your bones to the meeting with your dad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I guess they live in fear of their dad, even though he seems like a very likable, laid-back, as you said, doormat. And then little bro the whole time, Dennis, is keeps saying, oh, you're doomed, you're doomed, and he runs out of the room. Like, man, they were really stretching for something for him to do in this scene. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the only... At this point, I'm laughing because, yeah, it's, it's the implication that uh, Papa Garrison yeah. here is um, very liberal with the, the fisticuffs <laughs> on his family. Um, so, all right. Tiffany comes out with a terrible idea to ask Randy Joe to change the date of the party. Like, Yeah, who's going to do yeah, that? For, their, for her sweet 16, even though she's you know clearly 21. <laughs> but... Uh, Matt yeah. says he'll ask her because they have a date coming up. And uh, now we are in Matt's room. Uh, Matt and Jenny enter, uh, and Matt is wearing a nice button-up yellow shirt. Ugh. Like, do you remember this shirt? Uh, it's not good. It's like canary yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, how many times have you worn that to the castle? <laughs> <laughs> no. um so let's see mom enters i mean clearly you know a time time has lapsed mom enters and asks if matt asked her to move the party i can't believe mom is even in on it like anyway matt says he couldn't ask uh so dad comes in and he starts giving highlights of the trips you know what this this scene reminded me of remember oh man I'm really going to have to like plunge the 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 depths of my like memory here. Uh Mr. Belding was going to take everyone to the Grand Tetons for the uh senior trip and then his cool brother shows up and is like, "Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember his cool Rod, Rod Sterling." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and um yeah, that's what this reminded me of. And then so they all decided they wanted to go whitewater rafting with the cool Belding. Um, and, uh, then they all like let, leave the classroom and Mr. Belding is by himself and he just places the uh, brochure into the trash. And then the, all, everyone in the crowd goes, Oh, that scene really stuck <laughs> with me there. And 
<laughs> wow, apparently. <laughs> big, big moment in your childhood. Well, they, yeah, but uh, anyway. Uh, but of course, since it's the Saved by the Bell gang and they only care about themselves, they don't care about disappointing Mr. Belding. Not like, no, not no, like no, the garrison kids here. Um, so, okay. Jin says that she doesn't feel well and leaves. Matt tells Dad about the gig, and he's crushed, but says it's okay, and they just won't go. <laughs> and then we get mm-hmm. sad transition music. Now, we uh, uh, any any remarks about that scene? Did it remind you of that say by the um, Bell episode too? No, not not really. Uh, the the dad though lays on quite the guilt yeah. trip. Uh, yes, he does. Like, like he he acts like he's not. You know, he doesn't get mad about it. And and then weirdly enough, uh, Matt's like, "Get mad about it, Dad, please." Yeah, like, hit I me, don't know, maybe, hit me, Dad, please. Yeah, <laughs> call me a bastard. Make me feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> Defecate yeah, on me, strange. Dad. <laughs> is this dad vince yeah, mcmahon the, what's going on thank here you for picking up that uh, timely reference um but don't um uh, well, anyway were you gonna say something no 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 go ahead i was go gonna ahead, say go again this is also i mean it this is obviously california dreams takes place in a fantasy sitcom universe but like no dad um yeah i mean there wouldn't even be any uh question he'd be like all right go have your gig and we'll you know, we'll figure out Grand Canyon later, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we cut to Sharkies. Matt says they aren't going to play the gig because they just can't let their dad down. And uh, Sly tries to come up with a plan for them to take a later flight, despite the tickets being non-refundable. Um, and uh, so uh, cut to uh, Sly exchanging tickets with an Indian family. But the dad says... No tickets until he can meet the famous rock stars. And then, (laughs) this is so bad. This is awful. Uh, Sly introduces them to Van Halen. I guess they were still together back then. Uh, Played by the band in bad wigs that don't even look remotely like Van Halen. And And they're holding their instruments. So that means that's all Van Halen is, you hell. Just wigs and instruments apparently um yeah apparently so uh or i guess this family is really stupid well, wait, 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 I... wait, wait, wait. we're gonna get to that so the family is so happy to meet them they all take a pic together uh matt he can't take the charade he takes off his wig says he can't go through with it but the indian family still buys it so let's uh <laughs> let's dissect this scene here why 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 do they need to be indian uh well because it's 1992 and somebody thought the accents would be funny Mm -hmm. and uh because sly even goes to make a joke and he says sayonara to them oh okay so we have a little old uh you know different little uh different strokes because people are from different foreign lands here that that sort of thing going on and and I guess the sayonara joke is supposed to be that Sly is so dumb he doesn't like know the difference between Japanese people and Indian okay, people. All right, all right. But, I like where you're going here, but but okay. at the same time, ultimately they were still trying to make some like a racial joke on like a kid. Yeah, show. yeah. So th- that's what I'm trying to. Say. Okay, so I assume <laughs> that Indian people their eyes work the same way as mine and yours. <laughs> 
So <laughs> why didn't they know that that wasn't, they watched the same, you know, jump music video that you and I watched of, uh, of Van Halen playing the song jump. So when the California dreams show up and these bad wigs just holding instruments, why can't they tell the difference between the real Van Halen and them? I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's just so dumb. Like, wait, you would think at least one family member would have been like, hey. But no, they, they're all like, oh, yep, this is the real Van Halen. Right, right. So in, if I'm one of the writers, I, the answer here is because he thinks that, <laughs> I just don't want to say it, that people from India can't notice things or are stupid. Is that the joke? I guess so, because it's the whole family. Like, if it wasn't the whole family or something, mm -hmm. you know, I could. But otherwise, it does seem like it's because it's the entire family. And even after he takes the wig off, like the family says, oh, Van Halen wears a wig. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it does seem like it's just to like make fun of India. Yeah, people. it's awful. It's awful. Uh, so like capital cringe with a capital C here. <laughs> Oh, and there's another. They actually have the son in the Indian family make a comment about how like they saw Van Halen. I can't remember yeah, the at a place, concert. but he mentioned like a well, a well-known place in mm -hmm. India. But he said like even from like you know a mile back because you know India is known for having being overpopulated. Right. So it's like another bit of a dig <laughs> at India too. He's like even all the way from back there, you were great. It's like all right, yeah. Listen up, India. The writers of California Dreams, they don't like you. I don't know how to break it to you, but they don't yeah, like you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like, like, like usually you and I, because I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we watch stuff uh, that's old mm -hmm. and, you know, there'll be like racially insensitive things that kind of, you know, this day and age, you'd be like, oh, that's probably not like a great thing to mm -hmm. say. But, you know, we can usually at least, you know, understand the context right. and the time and or at least be like, well, you know, it's unlikely the writers meant it the way it now comes across because we have a better understanding, right, of things. But in this case, I think this is the first one of the first times that we've kind of really been like, oh, yeah, this one might actually just have been just trying to make fun of an entire race. <laughs> <laughs> but Siri, here's the thing here. Not only is it not funny. I mean, you could really throw any um, nationality in there. It doesn't matter if they're and it's still but it still wouldn't be funny. That's the thing is that. Right, right. It's also just not even. Yeah, a good joke it's just not good. They were like. Look, if you're going to make a racist joke, at least make yeah, it funny. Yeah, right. Saying, That's all I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I swear they must have been sitting around and like, okay, where is this show not playing? All right, how about India? But then they still had to get Indian actors in there. Oh, well, at least they got paid. At least I hope they did. Okay, moving on. I yeah. think we've said enough about this. All right, cut to the party. The dreams are playing and having a good time. They take a break. Randy is happy and introduces them to another rich friend who wants to hire them, uh, uh, presumably to play her Sweet 16 as well. Uh, the rest of the garrison show up, and Dad is happy and proud of them. The Dreams have one more song to play, and it's that awesome, that bitchin' over-the-top theme song that we heard at the beginning with... It's basically mm -hmm. extended music video of yeah of them jumping in the air, <laughs> and then that's it. Um, then the, and at the very and after that, they end up hiring Sly as their manager. The end. Uh, any any yeah. more? By the, Go ahead. Do you know the actual name of the song? Uh, I, I should. 
as a researcher. It's uh, don't wake, don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. Mm, there, wow, man, that's a uh, creative, very creative. A little yeah, long, though. Yeah. A little long. It is a little long. Uh, yeah, seeing it twice, and they literally like not only do they, you know, do you get to hear the song twice, mm. and it's it's the same studio recording. It's not like it's a live version or anything. You hear it twice, and they show the video you know footage that's used during the opening theme mm-hmm. song just without the actors names basically and occasionally they'll throw in like uh, a little like clip of them you know at the party performing mm-hmm. it. um i did throughout the course of the podcast steve because i'm a multitasker mm-hmm. find out that the uh everybody but one i couldn't i don't remember who it was but all but one of the cast members did, did perform the theme song to california dreams and uh, in 2010, the California Dreams cast reunited on the Jimmy Fallon show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that's where the other joke writers uh, went from California <laughs> Dreams, right? based on the the quality of the Jimmy Fallon joke. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, yeah, Jimmy Fallon jokes. But anyways, they reunited on Jimmy Fallon, and they did a live performance, an actual live performance of uh, the theme song. And I caught a little clip while we were here doing the show and yeah it's definitely them nice nice and i just wanted to uh read off some of these lyrics from the song (laughs) i i don't know if we'll go through the whole thing but uh here's some okay surf dudes with attitudes you know the next part no kind (laughs) of groovy laid oh yeah how could i freak laid back moods (laughs) sky above (laughs) sand below Good vibrations, feeling mellow. Don't wake me up. Don't wanna stop. Don't wake me up. Don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. California dreams. No fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll do, hold on. I'll just finish this last bit and that'll be it. Just let me yeah, lay yeah. here in the sun until my dream is done. No fear. You know, like. Yeah, I was just gonna say like every three lines mm-hmm. could literally be put on the back of a yeah. wheelchair. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but they just need to up that tempo a bit. Like, God, something. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, the song is so dreadfully slow. It sounds like not even a '90s because even in the '90s, like sitcoms are have more upbeat music than mm-hmm. this. I would say like '70s or eight early '80s kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, theme it's songs. like a. As far as the tempo, yeah, mid to late '80s soft rock or adult contemporary, 100%. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just uh, no energy to the song <laughs> whatsoever. And it, it actually brought me down because I was I was kind of excited to watch this, uh, and then I'm like, all right, let's do this. Play, uh, don't wake me up. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, like, <laughs> what what were you thinking? Uh, all right, are you ready to render your verdict? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Yehel Velasquez, do you think that California Dreams uh, should uh, continue dreaming on through all of uh, human history? Or uh, should it be filed away under N for Nightmare? <laughs> it doesn't have enough uh personality and character to even be a nightmare uh oh, or a dream oh. I, I this was 
Uh, this is going to be a no for me. Um, and, you know, there's I'm pretty sure there's a, actually another Saved by the Bell spinoff that I just can't remember the name of right now that was better mm. and was like, you know, uh, more clearly a Saved by the Bell ripoff mm. than this one. Uh, but, yeah, I just feel like this cast doesn't really have a lot of chemistry. Also, um, the, the jokes aren't great. <laughs> Uh, what about that one where good. the Indian people think it's Van Halen? That's hilarious. Oh, well, yes. I suppose like if you're coming home after a meeting, a clan meeting, and you're looking for something to relax and I give you a chuckle, then this might do it for you. Uh, oh man! But but otherwise, <laughs> if you didn't just come from having frozen pizza with the Imperial Wizard uh, <laughs> or, whatever, you... or Grand Wizard, whatever they're called. Whatever they're LARPing as these days, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, like, uh, it, it was, I was really disappointed. And I kind of, much like you, when the theme song started, I kind of was like, uh-oh, is this not, I, I knew it wasn't as good as Say by the Bell, but I was like, oh, is this not even as good as I remember oh, it? I forgot to mention this, but yeah, the uh, it's almost the Chris Gaines effect for me. Oh. Where, uh, you know, I was like expecting one from the look of like, you know, these fresh faced youths and their uh, guitars mm-hmm. and their drums and everything. I was expecting one theme song, but then I got a completely mellower, lamer one. Yeah. Just yeah. like with Chris Gates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although Chris Gaines uh, music is more upbeat than the uh than the theme song. A little bit. A li- I, I'll give you that. But um, but yeah, I too was disappointed. But I will say, I think this is one of those uh, where the pilot sort of leaves a, a worse taste in your mouth than if we were to watch something uh, maybe from like season two. or uh, Because obviously they did a lot of retooling after this one. Made it more about the band and less about the lame family. They added the Asian girl and the bad boy guy. <laughs> Um, and I think if we were probably to watch episodes later on, it would probably be uh, a bit better. I mean, usually pilots are uh, pretty rocky from you know the get go. You know, unless yeah, they, yeah, they, they can be they can be rough and not indicative of you know once they go to series of like mm-hmm. the cast and the character. Because I mean, I I guess much like uh, the people watching this when it premiered, I was like. Why are we why are we in the garrison household? Like why are we hanging out with their like no one no one wants to like hang out with Slash's mom and dad. They just want to hang out with Slash. Uh I mean right, right. I mean even if you do, that's really weird. But uh but yeah, unfortunately I'm gonna have to pan this pilot as well. Uh however, if you do want to check out California Dreams, maybe try a different episode. But yeah, for all those reasons, uh this one's obliterated. Goodbye. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. All right. Wow, that is uh, California Dreams, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, anything else to add, uh, Yehel? Um, you want to give us some more production updates about your uh, your vids? uh yeah uh like i was telling you offline i have the uh on camera segments uh recorded edited laid out on the timeline right now it's like a 46 and a half minute runtime but i'll hopefully trim that down i've got like the 3d model for the game boy itself already finished and the cartridge and the game boy camera which i'll 
I'm only going to touch on a little bit on it, but and a few other like <clears throat> models already set up. So, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of basically starting the um, actual editing now, and uh, hopefully it'll be out uh, fairly soon. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Do you think the first ever dick pic was sent via Game Boy camera? Possibly. <laughs> I mean, you know, you could print them out. It was a Game Boy. I, I remember. I remember it. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. I just hope that your video touches on the erotic aspects of the Game Boy camera. Well, you know, it's. I, I did buy like a second uh, Game Boy camera just in case anything happened with mine. And uh, I didn't look through all the pictures, but there are like pictures still from the previous owner on there. So who knows? Hey, that could make for an interesting uh, episode of Obscurity Now. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't hold enough pictures for like. Oh, I mean, you know, very low it would just be like a, a short one or something. Um, but uh, awesome! I'm sure everyone's waiting, waiting with bated breath. Um, but. Uh, I believe that is our show, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please make sure you subscribe if you haven't. We've actually had a few new subscribers uh, trickle in, so uh, welcome. And uh, if you stick around long enough, you too can become a full-fledged Obscurian, which, uh, what is that? What do you get out of that? Um, you, you know, you, you get a little... Uh... You, you get the same kind of aura that Rick Martel had when he was the model, <laughs> Rick Martel. Except the arrogance perfume you spray is your knowledge from the podcast. Mm. If you and if you're really good, maybe we'll defecate on you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then not let you keep uh, your job. Poor girl, poor woman. Yeah, yeah, poor lady. Um, but uh, all right, so uh, make sure you. Uh, Tune in next week for more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.